it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Tracy Wistrom also in the game with tight end. He goes in motion to the left. Eric Krauss pumps once. He's in trouble. Eludes a tackle. Gets out of the end zone. He's to the 5. He's to the 10. Krauss to the 15. Out across the 20. Krauss to the 25. Out across the 30. 25, 40. Look out. He could go. He's to the 40. He's to the 30. He's to the 20. He's to the 10. He's on the way. Kicking off our number two here on Herd Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. What up? We're live on AM590, ESPN Omaha, and ESPN Tri-Cities. And we're joined now on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline by former Nebraska quarterback, former Miller North quarterback, more importantly, and Heisman Trophy winner, Eric Crouch. EC, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate your time for sure. It's a listen. It's a busy time of year for all of your former former roles in life. I mean, <laughs> Miller North just hired a new football coach. We just talked to Coach Burrell uh, in the segment before. You know, uh, you just came back from the Heisman Trophy weekend, and you know, there's some rumors about who might be playing quarterback in Nebraska next year. Like, you, things are going on in your life, you see. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I better stay on top of these headlines. I was gonna say you gotta, you gotta <laughs> for sure. stay on the Twitter machine for sure. Um, <laughs> I want to start off with the Heisman weekend. I know you uh, you really enjoy going out there, and uh, you always get that great picture with uh, Johnny Rogers and Mike Rozier. Um, oh, not Tim Tebow. Well, no, it's just the Nebraska guys. Just oh, the Nebraska no, I got guys. one with Tim this year. Oh, did you get one with Timmy this year? <laughs> All right. I need you, Eric. I need you to start wearing the hats like like Mike is wearing. I, I mean, know. You gotta... I know. I'm thinking. You know, I'm getting pushed a little bit. I, I, you know, there um, might be a surprise coming. Let's hey, be that. your own man, EC. Be your own man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, I know that uh, the Heisman weekend is, is always a kind of a special deal. Um, what are some of your favorite things? I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that goes on kind of behind the scenes that we don't see on the television broadcast and the presentation. But I guess what are just some of your favorite parts about that weekend and going back to New York for the Heisman presentation? 
Well, it's those, I guess it's those intimate moments with the winners and their families and their wives where you're just sitting down and catching up and learning about them. Um, I mean, obviously the show on Saturday is exciting. You know, you're welcoming uh, a new winner into the club. Um, the Sunday night event that used to be on Monday is also a, a nice night where you get to recognize uh, the winner, uh, the 10-year, the 25, the 50. So uh, those are also special moments. So, I mean, there's just there's a lot of things that are special about that weekend. Um, but what sticks out to me the most is just those intimate times you're connecting with the, the former winners and their family members. Eric, is there a is there a kind of a random guy, like a non-Nebraska guy, that you've just kind of like hit it off with and, and hang out with in New York every year? I mean, there's there's several. I mean, we don't just spend the whole time, and people are with their families. But I mean, I, I you know I get to talk to Danny Werfel and his wife Jessica quite a bit. You know, usually we'll sit next to them at like a Broadway show, and uh, you know they're fantastic people. Um, you know, getting a chance to just connect and, and be around Tim Tebow and RG3, those guys are great. Uh, you know, Steve Spurrier and Jerry Spurrier, they're they're great. We sat down and talked to them for a long time. They brought one of their um, uh, their grandson, Parker. Uh, they bring a grandchild to the event each year, which is pretty cool for them. So just, uh, yeah, I mean, be, you know, besides uh, getting the chance to see Mike and Johnny, I see those guys quite a bit throughout the year. But just other guys like even Troy Smith, him and I had a really great conversation. We were on the Nighthawks together, so we knew each other, mm-hmm. you know, from our football days. But um, you know, when I sat next to Ricky, he was celebrating his 25th, and we played in Toronto together, so we have a connection. So it's just, you know, um, getting to catch up about family and, and what they're up to and, you know, what's what's going on in their lives and, uh, you know, just to support them and, and, and get a chance to just build relationships. That's, that's really what's special about this award. Eric, speaking of the award winner um, this year, Jaden Daniels, um, you look at what he was able to do on the football field and uh, you can't help but think, wow, I mean, his numbers are fantastic. But there was some division, um, on, on at least on social media and, and where I could find it, about is the Heisman Trophy becoming too much of a st- statistical award? Because if you look at what Daniels was able to do at LSU this season when it came to ranked matchups, he was only 1-3 in three, and he didn't really have a, a true Heisman moment, but he did have the number to go along with the Heisman Trophy. Do you find that the trophy is becoming too much of a, st- a statistical award? You know, I don't know. There's years over the past where guys have lost three, four games. I mean, that's 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 out there. Um, you know, even here in recent, I think, I don't know, the year Tebow won it. I mean, he, he may have lost three or four games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and he had stats too. I mean, I mean, most winners have stats um, or wins or they've done something special and, and it's different every year. And to be honest, at the end of it, um, you know, I was I'm in the I'm in that group of where it was a close race. I mean, I've been I've been there, um, and it, you know, when your vote when your name's called, the rest is history. Uh, you become the Heisman Trophy winner, and that that changes your life. Uh, we're talking with Eric Crouch, former Nebraska quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, Eric, I, I was curious. You know, I I know the recruiting world has gotten way different from when you were being recruited out of Miller North, but you were a parade All-American. You you were uh, highly touted as well. I know it's the, the internet recruiting site age has made things really different, but as you look at a guy, you know, let's just throw out an example like a Dylan Rayola. Anybody that's a really highly um, a highly recruited guy, what are some of the challenges that you think present 
uh, being a highly touted quarterback as you come onto campus at a place like Nebraska? Ah, oh, man, tough, tough. Now um, it, it's it, you'd be crazy not to think that money's a, one one of the driving forces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with NIL now, it's it's changed how uh, recruits. It's changed the portal. It's changed why players stay and go. Um, it's actually kind of sad in a way because, I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed the purity of the sport, but I understand there's a lot of money involved now, and it's just that's where we're at with this sport. Um, and I hope that it can, you know, get fixed or not get worse <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, recruiting is different. And it, as you see, teams that are winning football games and championships, are you know, they, they have a, a top-level quarterback. And, um, you know, that's probably never going to go away. Now, Eric, um, on the other end of, of this whole thing in terms of the transfer portal, we know Coach Rule preaches the importance of a tight-knit group, one where everybody's on the same page. But even still, it's hard to keep guys bought in when either A, the team isn't bowling, and B, playing time might not have been there. Uh, even though the standard is set up for the guys to want to stay, has the lack of outgoing transfers surprised you at all? Um, no, I mean, you guys make decisions. I mean, it's it happens every year. Uh, there's a light on it now, a bright light. Um, you know, whether guys are staying or going, or, or you know, they just want to they just want to play, so they're not getting the opportunity. Uh, it's 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 still movement. I, I think it's more movement because there's really no penalty. There used to be a year off. You'd have to really think about this. Am I going to go somewhere and have to sit out a year? Um, you know, it's all about what, what, what's best for me now. Um, which is unfortunate. You know, I, I, I think that when a coach can create that, uh, that chemistry with a, with a program where it's not about anybody, it's about the team. I think that's when you, you really have greatness and, it's really tough to judge. You know, it's really tough to find. It's hard to create. Um, but as you see, uh, when you're able to put everybody together on the same page uh, and get it done, uh, you know, we'll watch that throughout the playoffs and, and see who comes out on top. It'll be interesting. Eric, we'll uh, we'll get you out of here on this as we've covered a bunch of different topics this morning. But I, I guess just how strange is it going to be you know, going to a Miller North football game next year and not seeing Fred <laughs> Petito on the sideline. I mean, have you really thought about, like, what that's going to feel like yet? Um, you know, I, I embrace it. I embrace it. Um, you know, with Coach, he's been there a long time. He's done tremendous things. I mean, that program has been uh, a, a program that was had a lot of success, and not only the success, but the players um, supporting Coach Petito has been – real high and that's uh because people respect him uh, the players do he, he lives and breathes football um you know I, I i can't imagine that he'd be done the way this guy operates um but they got a good coach i think alan's going to do an amazing job at Miller north I, I mean he's been up there before he's got history with the program and um i'm i'm, I'm excited for the future as well That's Eric Crouch, former Husker quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner as well. Eric, we appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon. Hey, thanks for reaching out, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Eric.
That is Eric Crouch, uh, former Husker, former Middle North quarterback, mm-hmm. and Heisman yeah, Trophy winner. You are right. Uh, you know, I just got to remind people, you know, got to remind people where people are coming from. Uh, he was joining us on the Warhorse Sportsbook hotline. Warhorse Sportsbook is the best place in Nebraska to place your sports bets. You can go to the casino in Lincoln or to Horseman's Park in Omaha. That's 6303 Q Street. You can place your bets on nearly every major sporting event. Uh, you've got straight bets, parlays, props, live in-game bets, all accepted. Visit warhorsecasino.com sportsbook or get the Warhorse Casino app for details and a full list of house rules. I still have $50 left in my follow the 100, yeah? Robbie. Okay. What, what team in the college football playoff is, mm. So who's winning it all, and, and where should the $50 go? Are you just you're, – you're just going – like on futures odds right here, or you want to go game by game? I feel like uh, we read something called No Bets, No Glory a lot. Um, Warhorse Sportsbook, No Bets, No Glory. So if I don't make this big bet, I may not have big glory. So, I mean, what you're going to get the best odds are are if you pick a underdog. Right, if I pick like a Washington to win. See, and I think Washington can win. I think they can too. I think they beat Texas because that's going to be a shootout. That's going to be kind of like an old school Big 12 shootout, I think. And, and I, I think Washington's better at that than Texas is. And then you have Michigan-Bama, which is, in my mind, a toss-up. Yeah, coin flip. I think they are pretty similar in terms of uh, both physicality, how they play. I think that's a toss-up. And then we've already seen Washington beat an Oregon team that's as physical as those two other teams. People looked at that Oregon team as the best team in college football when they were playing in the Pac-12 championship yes. game. I mean, they were double-digit favorites over this Washington team, which was bonkers, by the yeah, way. Yeah, remember, I said it feels like a trap. Yes, and I was like, I'll take the trap. I want Washington. Give me the points. <laughs> like, I, like that, that we had that exact conversation. I was like, give me Washington. Washington's better. I don't care what they say. And so Washington has shown that they can not only put up a ton of points, but they can match physicality for these with these teams that – are like the Michigans, are like mm-hmm. the Alabamas of the world. So if you, I think you get plus money on Washington at this point to win it all. That might be where that $50 needs to go. Man, and you know, I almost threw this money, and I'm happy I didn't, on Michael Penix to win the Heisman. Yeah, I didn't think the he was... odds were so juicy. And I didn't think he but was going Daniel's to. But Daniel's odds were just so... S- such a heavy favorite that I couldn't get behind yeah. taking an underdog right before the ceremony. Um, but in terms of you know what we just spoke with with Crouch about, it did surprise me that um, that Michael Penix didn't get more of a run. Yeah, because he had Heisman moments to his name. Yeah, that Daniels did not have. That was the frustrating thing for me. Is I thought it was pretty clearly. I thought it was pretty clear that Washington defined this football season more than LSU did. And that's what I talked about yesterday with what I wish the award would be about. And this isn't to take anything away from Jane Daniels. He had an incredible year, right? But you're not going to go back and think of 2023 in college football and be like, oh, yeah, Jane Daniels, right? No, you're going to think of one of a few things, right? Number one, if Texas pulls this off Mm -hmm. and wins a national championship, you're going to think Texas is back. Right, you're gonna, the reemergence of Texas football. That'll be first and foremost. If Washington goes on to win, and maybe even if they don't, mm-hmm. you're going to think of it as Washington, Michael Penix, Kalen DeBoer. Right, that's one of the very top storylines of the year. If, if Michigan wins, you're going to think, up oh, the cheaters got yeah, it." Yeah, you're going to think it. You're not going to think of oh JJ McCarthy or, or Jim Harbaugh. You're going to think ah 
Connor Stallions. You remember that Cheaters. scandal? You're gonna think it's gonna be honestly. It's gonna be the uh, what was was it Spygate the mm-hmm. the yep. the Patriots deal? It's gonna that's how you're gonna look at it. The way people look at the Patriots undefeated season, undefeated regular season, they have an asterisk next to it. They view it as ah yeah Spygate. And then you have Bama, who is going to be looked at as oh well Florida State should have been in, not Bama. Yeah, right. <laughs> like Alabama defines. The other thing that happened, which was Florida State getting left out of the playoff. And so you're not going to look at – obviously, none of those other teams really had a Heisman contender. J.J. McCarthy wasn't really in that neighborhood. Quinn Ewers was injured, wasn't really in that neighborhood. Jalen Mil- Milrow got off to a really tough start, wasn't really in that neighborhood, got benched at one point. The only guy of that group that has defined this season is Michael Penix. I will – if when I go – and think back about this season, I will not think twice about Jaden Daniels. And that's, again, not trying to hate on the kid. He had an incredible year. And and his stats backed it up. But he is not what this college football season is about. And to me, that's what the Heisman should be. The Heisman should be representative of, hey, this is what defined the college football season. Eric Crouch is a good example of that. Other guys had better numbers than Eric Crouch. Eric Crouch had Eric the, Crouch had like ten interceptions to seven touchdowns. Yeah, I think it was seven. Yeah, it was it was a reverse ratio, but the rushing numbers were incredible because yeah, he had like eighteen tutties on a thousand yards or whatever. Yeah, and he had this he had this incredible Heisman moment. The the play that I believe was the play that Shane played the the Missouri play where he goes like ninety eight yards to the house on this incredible run. He had this Heisman moment. It's a long way. It's a pretty long way. It's about it's almost as far as you can go. Um, and the, and he had these. Heisman moments. He's leading this powerhouse Nebraska team that you know people thought maybe was on the way, kind of dipping down after after Osborne left. It was he was one of the people that defined that season. And if anybody had my from Miami had won it, that probably would have made sense too. But those were the two the two teams that defined the season. You, and the same thing, you know, we mentioned Johnny Manziel yesterday. Johnny Manziel defined that college football mm-hmm. season. More G three. More define so, the college football season the yes, year he won. Yes. So when you've got multiple losses, like an RG3 did, like a Johnny Manziel did, like a Tim Tebow did, you have to be the, you have to be the thing that people remember from that college football season, and Jaden Daniels just isn't going to be that. Like As much as I watch college football, I forgot about LSU half the time when they weren't playing somebody big because they weren't must-see TV. They weren't really in the title hunt. It was they were an afterthought for me, and I get that I don't live in the South, I don't live in SEC country, but if you're looking at college football from a national perspective, LSU wasn't important this year. They just weren't. So um, what you're telling me is, when the grass is greener on the other side, and when a guy by the name of Kyle McCord comes to Nebraska, mm-hmm. you're sliding him down as the Heisman because he's going to define. Next year's well, college football so season. Well, so let's pump the brakes here. Oh, oh, we can't get that far ahead? I think in 2025, when Dylan Rayola takes over, he will win the Heisman. Nice. All right. Um, Kyle McCord will probably just win like the Davey O'Brien or something minor <laughs> like that. Not a big deal. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> Kyle McCord will just win a national title, but yeah. Dylan Rayola is winning the Heisman. He'll just win a natty and like a Davey O'Brien, maybe a Maxwell, nothing big. Um, but <laughs> I believe Maxwell's a coffee. <laughs> Oh, I think it's also an award. <laughs> um, no, oh, the, it's Maxwell House. Oh. Yeah, so close. Like, like Nestle Toll House. Yep. Right in the neighborhood. Just like Al McCord's going to take it to the house, right? Because, uh, you know, he likes to use his legs a lot. Wait a second. Wait. 
No, he's going to throw thinking it of the right guy? to Julian Fleming, oh, who's going to take it to the house. got it, got um, it. <laughs> if you are just joining us, the uh, and Travis chimes in on as in, as we wrap up the Heisman talk. Uh, Travis says, I didn't really think there was a bad choice among the finalists, but I had Daniels. Uh, I thought Daniels was the better one. He had the probably the best – I mean, he had the best numbers, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, I just – like it's I said – a stat stuffer. As I – Think back about the season. LSU is not anywhere near the top of that list. He just, they just you aren't. know, and and to some degree, um, I I wonder because yes, it, he he was among uh, the best group of the finalists. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if Michael Penix, uh, Marvin Harrison, and Bo Nix, because of what had kind of like transpired throughout the season, like Michael Penix was the obvious number two mm-hmm. in that group. But is that group strong enough to overtake the numbers Daniels put up? That's that's what I had to rest with yeah. at the end of the day because I don't know if that group showed enough to say that they had the better numbers to be considered the top overall player in college football. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the Penix numbers are pretty ridiculous. They're, they're great. They're, 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 they're up there. They are, they are really good. Um, he doesn't have the rushing that, that, uh, that Daniels did. What I – what I think was the bigger factor here was the – I do think there is in this – and I know some people overplay this, but we saw it with the college football playoff. I think we saw it with the Heisman voting. There is a lean towards the SEC mm-hmm. in that situation mm-hmm. where – There's a lean toward the SEC in every situation. Right, yeah. As well, college football at least for sure and probably college baseball too. But the I, – I think people looked at the numbers he put up in the SEC and thought, well, if he's able to do that in the SEC – Whereas I could make an argument that the Pac-12 was just as good as the SEC this year, especially top to bottom. Maybe top end you didn't have a – although I don't – how much different is Georgia and Alabama from Oregon and Washington this year? I, I think they're about the same. They're pretty close. Yeah, I mean, they're in, the, they're in the neighborhood, right? I mean, Georgia, Oregon, both right outside the top uh, – the, the, the mm-hmm. college football playoff. Uh, Alabama and Washington, obviously, in the college football playoff. I think top to bottom, the Pac-12 was a better league this year. Um, But unfortunately, with so many Heisman voters, this is kind of my one bugaboo about the way they vote for it. There are so many Heisman voters that not everybody's going to be as plugged in as you need them to be to get it it right every year. With all those Heisman voters, if they added more Heisman voters to the mix, (laughs) would you want to be one of them? Absolutely. Absolutely, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I so would, that's would, kind of what it's turned into is, ah, uh, let me have yeah. the pride of being a Heisman voter. There's, there's a, but there's a ton of Heisman voters out there. And so, and a lot of them, so here's the other problem with it, is a lot of them cover college football regionally. They cover it for a specific right. um, team or a specific paper or a specific region. And so it, they may watch other things, but it doesn't necessarily benefit their day job, quote-unquote, to watch Pac-12 football if they're an SEC writer or to watch you know, Washington football if they're a Florida State writer or whatever, right? And so I think there is kind of an inherent skew in some of the Heisman voting because of the nature of who the voters are. And again, that's not anything wrong with any of those voters. If you see Jaden Daniels on a weekly basis – you're going to look at him and go, oh, wow, this guy's incredible, and he is. But you may not have the same motivation to go out and watch a Michael Penix or a Bo Nix or a Marvin Harrison or whoever 
on a day, on a week to week basis. Is thing. there is there a potential that we revisit this after the first of the year? And I know it's the, it's a regular season award the Heisman is, but you know if uh, Penix went out and just in two games just went out and just had stellar numbers and you looked at it and are, are we in like you know january 10th going yeah it, it would, it'll be talked about yeah. it'll be talked about for sure and i don't think it's wrong to revisit it no. either because you look at what happened last season and some could make the argument that duggan what he was able to do at tcu yeah. really defined the college football Absolutely. season and his numbers were great and, and because of what he did when when he uh got to the college football playoff and upsetting michigan that he should have been more looked at as the Heisman Trophy winner that year. But um, you're right, Jane. It, 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 it's a regular season thing. And uh, it, look, it's not taking anything away of what Jaden Daniels has done. No. Because he's done incredible things this year and he's put up incredible numbers. It's just more the, I can't, I can't rightfully say like definitively that Jaden Daniels is the Heisman Trophy winner in my mind because he didn't have a, a moment this year that, elevated his football team outside of elevating himself well and here's the question i think you have to ask yourself um about Jaden daniels versus michael Penix. could you tell the story of this college football season without Jaden daniels yes i think you could could you tell it without michael Penix? absolutely not that to me is the like that in a nutshell is what i want the heisman to be what player can you not tell the story of this college football season without and to me that was Michael Penix the whole year. Uh, coming up next, we will uh, reset the whole Dylan Rayola, Kyle McCord, Nebraska situation, um, and some other good news that came out of Nebraska football yesterday as well here on Herd at Sports Radio. <laughs> 